Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Special and one of a kind, and that's why whether it's voice, data, or SMS, you get to enjoy personalized offers tailored to your specific needs with MTN Just for you. Dial star one four one hash or select your options on the My MTN app to redeem your unique Just for You package on Ghana's best mobile network. MTN. Hush, my little baby, don't you cry. Tommy hurts and the pain won't die. Auntie Mary's baby'll make you smile. Just a few doses, you'll be alright. For baby's tummy pains, minor digestive upsets, or teething, caring mothers everywhere use Auntie Mary's baby gripe mixture. It's quick, effective, and sure to leave baby smiling again in no time. Auntie Mary's baby gripe mixture from Ennis Chemist because everyone needs a chemist. This advert has been vetted and approved by FDA. smells great here and fresh my love ha, i wish i could stay in the shower all day <laughs> i know right nothing beats a bath with geisha soap it smells so good it lasts long and it's enriched with natural ingredients that work wonders for my skin mm-hmm. and it now comes with a fresh new look giving us even more reasons to love our geisha bar <laughs> new and improved geisha soap great you look Your fragrance, same natural ingredients, still all lost. Um, this advert is FDA approved. Be strong and last long. Alliance Insurance since 1890. At Allianz Life Ghana, we have a wide range of life insurance packages to suit all pockets, from individuals, groups, associations, and businesses. We cover your employees, your funerals, pensions, children's education, and your future. Call us on 0302-267-892 or visit our website www.allianz-gh.com for more inquiries. Allianz Life. We secure your future. Extra, extra, let me tell you all about it. Hey, Dolomistic. 
You and this your extra extra thing. I beg, tell me about it. I been crying. Look, extra is what you and your car get when you switch to Shell Fuel Save. Extra protection, extra clean, and extra savings. You get it? Eh? And no, I mean TSCNO. Tell me extra. <coughs> Shell Fuel Save is designed to improve engine efficiency instantly and with triple action formula that helps protect your engine from wear, corrosion, and deposits. So you get extra kilometers out of your drive. Sir, and you're not extra, extra, good for your engine. Extra, extra, good for your pocket. Extra kilometers goes a long way. Switch to Shell Fuel Save today. Go well. For Pepsodent, smiles are one of the most important things we have. The problem is, globally, one in two children suffer from cavities. Pepsodent, with maximum cavity protection, helps to prevent the formation of cavities. Pepsodent, because every smile matters. This advertisement has been vetted and approved by the FDA. Okay, taste this. Sure, love mucho love. It's good to try something new every day. It's good when mommy's resting. You get the rest you need because your family has got you. Right, all. You deserve a life of goodness. This advert is FDA approved. Ghana promo is here. Let's celebrate our rich culture with authentic wooden products this Ghana month. Visit Woodin retail shops and partner shops nationwide and receive an instant gift with your patches. You also stand a chance of winning a hamper full of Woodin products in a weekly draw. Terms and conditions apply. Woodin, le créateur. However safe traveling may seem, risks of all sorts, including ill health, physical security, accidents and natural disasters remain unpredictable with consequences that could be dire. Glyco Life Travel Insurance provides you with an insurance cover to relieve you financially and physically should you encounter any of the unforeseen events while traveling. With its solid international network, Glyco Travel Insurance guarantees you medical and emergency assistance if you fall ill, including care for COVID-19 infection, personal 24-hour assistance services, replacement for loss of baggage, passport, driving license, national identity card, and equivalent consular documents. Glyco Travel Insurance also guarantees you cover for personal accidents, personal life liability, compensation for trip cancellation or curtailment, losses and delays that last over four hours. Contact Glyco Life on 0302-218-500 or on 020-222-2113 on WhatsApp for a travel insurance policy that's best suits your needs for an enjoyable travel in absolute peace of mind. Glyco, we cushion you for life. But I get digital banking, them sugar. Fidelity Digital Banking. Every day, I use the Fidelity Mobile app for like a million transactions so I can make it happen cashless from anywhere. Oh, Lord of mercy. Even while I'm producing in the studio, I can top up airtime with my number one girl, cool call my WhatsApp banking assistant, do some online banking, and so much more. Now, I live like I have 30 billion with Fidelity Digital Banking. So, so enjoyment. Eh, enjoyment. I don't quan, I'm a pay. Try Fidelity Digital Banking and make it happen because together we are more. Fidelity Bank, believe with us.
Chris Morris and I say keep on listening to Joe 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 And I say, keep on listening to Joe 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 and you are live on Joy 99.7 FM indeed. It's been a long day here at Joy 99.7 FM as our engineering team worked to restore transmission. We've been on and off air a few times in the last few hours. We sincerely apologize for the inconvenience that we are setting. Our breaking transmission must have caused you, but we are eternally grateful that you chose to still stay with us. We are back on air now and we are hoping that we will stay on air and bring the joy back in your lives. Stay with us. This is Joy 99.7 FM, and this is Ghana Connect. Escuchas ese rugido. ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Although the news about the dismissal of our defamation suit against the member of parliament was unexpected, I disagree with the judge's reason, both on law and the facts. My team of lawyers and I have carefully studied the judgment delivered by the court, and we are unanimous that the judge made an overreach. We are filing an appeal because there was no evidence provided. It was the bombshell judgment that potentially could redefine the contours of investigative journalism in Ghana. The High Court's verdict on a defamation case brought by investigative journalist Anas Arimea Anas against MP Kennedy Ejipon. Part of that judgment declared that Anas was not an investigative journalist, but rather, quote, an investigative terrorist. So what does this mean for the practice of investigative journalism? We connect journalists, lawyers, citizens, home and abroad to explore. Connect 
after the break. from Casa Precon. This advert is FDA approved. that achieves goals and IELTS test from the British Council can help you own your future. For a limited time only, when you book IELTS with British Council, you will get our most popular preparation course, Road to IELTS Premium, for free. Valued at 80 US dollars, Road to IELTS Premium gives you all the material you need to get a great IELTS score. Visit the British Council website today. Have you heard of the water tank that is durable? The water tank that is strong? The water tank? that is reliable introducing polystar water tank the water tank with the star polystar also has pvc ppr hdpe and conduit pipes so are you a contractor plumber or even a house owner looking for quality products for your business or your home look for polystar Polystar Water Tank also comes in different sizes and weights at very affordable prices. Locators at Tema Community 25 or call us on 0246-988544. Again, when you're looking for a water tank, look for the star. Polystar Water Tank. It's strong. Plenty money you are carrying this early morning. Adeni, mm, Charlie, you love your You love you do what? As for you, you wait and listen to all the information before you start carrying money up and down like we are in 1995. The you love it has come. But you know, MTN will always find a way to sort you out. Ah, sort me out, sense. Oh, so you don't know that when you transfer money between your personal accounts, cash in and cash out at agent points, buy airtime or data, pay bills, receive remittance from abroad, or even pay taxes, there are no e levy charges. Hey, we are sure. 
Listen, there are a number of transactions you can perform with your MTM Momo that are not affected by the e-levy tax. So, hmm. And there's even more. Cra. Remember your first 100 Ghana City transfer for the day is free too. Hey, not me anymore. <laughs> now, dear, you know. There are a number of transactions you can perform with your MTN Momo that are not affected by the e-levy tax. So keep enjoying the security and convenience with MTN Momo and make payments on the go with MTN Momo. MTN. Luxurious affordable living is your right and no one understands it better than BOT Properties. BOT Properties specializes in modern residential buildings and commercial office spaces. Our properties include the Equator, a 12-story made up of over 100 apartments near Accra Mall. At the Equator Courts, we offer you the deluxe living experience with our top-of-the-range homes, high-quality homes built with style and precision to suit your lifestyle. The Equator Courts is a gated community with two-story, four-bedroom detached houses at Ubujo East Legon, near American House. Our office complexes include Zion House, Shiashi East Legon, Zion House, Sofaline Interchange, Kumase. Our offices and apartments are for both rental and outright purchases at affordable prices and with flexible payment terms. Kindly contact us on 0257-960-919 or visit botproperties.com. BOT Properties, the new meaning of affordable luxury. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community One, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD campus. You'll see Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302 764101 Who doesn't have a key? A car key, an office key, a draw key. But there's one key that rules them all. The house key. The key to a place we call home. The key to the home where everything comes together. The key to a home that is our own. A home where we make life happen with our families and loved ones. Adoha has been working hard for over 30 years to make home ownership within reach for many. Say yes to property with Adoha. Your dream home is one call away. Your dream home is a few clicks away. Visit our Accra project, The Place, by calling 030-27-89757. Push! Congratulations! A bouncy baby! It's time to feed your baby. Yes. 
I want to thank you for your advice to go for the COVID-19 vaccination during my pregnancy. I was worried, but the way you assured me helped me a lot. I had my peace of mind from the fear of getting seriously sick with COVID-19 and also carried my pregnancy to full term without any complications. Now I have a bouncy baby. I'm glad you took our advice. You see, every pregnant woman needs to know that the COVID-19 vaccine is safe for her and her unborn baby. You are right, Auntie Ness. There are people going around spreading rumors. Yes, so all kinds of wild rumors and misinformation. Look, I got pregnant after my first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Went for my second dose while pregnant, yet I carried it full term and just delivered a healthy baby. <laughs> I will go for the booster on my first postnatal visit. You were right not to listen to them. The vaccine protected you and your baby from severe COVID-19 illness and hospitalization and can protect all pregnant women and their unborn babies. Mm. <laughs> hey, hey, please. Attend to your precious baby, oh. mm, My beloved baby. <laughs> the COVID-19 vaccine is safe for pregnant women and their unborn babies. Protect yourself. Protect your baby. Get vaccinated now. This message is from the Ministry of Health and Ghana Health Service with support from USAID and partners. You are live on Joy 99.7 FM, back on air and hopefully to stay. My name is Evan Spence and this is Ghana Connect. It was a bombshell judgment this week that potentially could redefine the contours of investigative journalism in Ghana. The High Court's verdict on defamation uh, case brought by investigative journalist Anas Arimaya Anas against MP Kennedy Japan. Part of the judgment declared that Anas was not an investigative journalist, but rather, quote, an investigative terrorist. The key question remains, what does this mean for the practice of investigative journalists or investigative journalism? Anas Arimaya Anas himself has addressed the issue in a video he posted today and served notice he will be appealing. I want to use this opportunity to thank you all for the calls, the messages and voice notes of solidarity and support over the past 24 hours. I am truly, truly grateful. Although the news about the dismissal of our defamation suit against the member of parliament was unexpected, I disagreed with the judge's reasoning, both on law and the facts. When I started this line of work 22 years ago, I never assumed it would be an easy road. Yet, it is the evidence in my work and the commitment to truth and justice that has always led and prevailed against all the forces that have worked to pull us down. My team and I remain unwavering despite the attacks on us from the death of Ahmed to the constant threat on our lives. We remain guided by the principles of fairness, integrity and courage as we continue our investigation in the public interest. My team of lawyers and I have carefully studied the judgment delivered by the court and we are unanimous that the judge made an overreach and descended into the arena and made criminal pronouncement about me as if I was standing a criminal trial. He also justified the MP accusing me of 
the murder of the late J.B. Dankwa, murder of 20 Chinese nationals and a host of other crimes. We are filing an appeal because there was no evidence provided. Last year, we also filed another defamation action against the MP in the United States, where he made similar defamatory statements against me. The case is ongoing. As a student and practitioner, I strongly believe in the rule of law. That's why I initiated the action in the first place. The fight continues so we can create a just society for ourselves and the next generation. We will continue to build for God and country. Nothing will stop us from fighting corruption for Madagana. And that's Anasa Reme announced himself there. The central question we are attempting to answer tonight is, so what does this mean for the practice of investigative journalism? There's a whole debate about um, the, the judgment itself, and uh, we'll get time to get into that. That's my connectors. Uh, connect with me both in the studio and on the phone lines. Uh, lawyer Ni Pakpo Ado uh, connects with us on the phone. Hello, Ni. Hello. How are you doing? I'm and doing fantastic. wonderful? Uh, viewers and listeners are also doing. Thank you very much and uh, grateful that you're connected uh, with us. Uh, Manasseh Zuriawuni uh, is an investigative journalist himself. We also connect on the phone. Uh, on the phone. Hello, Manasseh. Hello, Evans. Great to have you, Manasseh. Uh, in the studio with me uh, uh, tonight is Francisca Encho, an investigative journalist also. Hello, Francisca. Hello, Evans. Hi, Francesca. Thank you for connecting. Uh, we'll be connecting to Raymond Acha, uh, another ace investigative journalist, uh, publisher of the Enquirer newspaper. Uh, we'll connect on the phone. Uh, Worship, we have Efren Pond, is the president of the Gimpa Law Students Association, also uh, connects uh, in the studio. Uh, before we get into the, the, the views of everybody else who's connecting tonight, and I, I want this conversation to flow, so I'll be, I'll be, you, you'll hear me very, very minimally in a conversation, because this is one of those very interesting subjects that we need to discuss, a seminal case by all definitions. So for those of you who, haven't, who don't know about this judgment, what, what is it really in summary? Uh, Joseph Akablais, our court correspondent, is on the line with me right now. He'll give us a brief summary uh, for the benefit of those who haven't followed, and then I'll get my connectors to chip in. Joseph, so give us a summary then. Well, what was it? What was it that the judge said that has taken social media in this country by storm? And so for those who may not know what this case is about, it's a case in which the investigative journalist Anas Arimio Anas sued the MP Kennedy on Hine, Japan. Uh, Anas had alleged that the MP defamed him by calling him a murderer, criminal, thief, corrupt person, extortionist, among others. Uh, he wanted payment of 25 million cities as damages as a result of these defamatory comments. Uh, the court, after uh, uh, the case had been filed, determined that the main issues for determination uh, were as follows. The first is whether or not the words which the defendant, that is uh, candidate Japan, had caused to be published were in their natural and ordinary meanings uh, considered to be defamatory to the plaintiff. And so that was a substantive issue. And whether the defendant, that is Kennedy... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Japón was justified in publishing and or causing to be published the words that were set out in the documents that are now filed in court. Uh, now the ruling of the court. 
uh, the court found that the evidence on record showed that Anas had self-confessed to committing the crime of bribery, corruption, and being an extortionist. Uh, part of the judgment where the court says, quote, such conduct is legally and morally wrong. It is evil. Based on the evidence, the defendant was justified in calling the plaintiff evil, criminal, corrupt, blackmailer, and extortionist. Since the contents of exhibit KA01 has been established to be true and factual, all comments made by the defendants based on in relation to this is justified and fair, end quote. Uh, another allegation that has been very crucial and topical has to do with the allegation that uh, Anas Aimi Anas made a former member of parliament, Joseph Bachet Dankwa, and in that instead of Anas, he played a short while ago. He made reference to it. Now, the court noted that candidate Japon explained under court examination that he said so because Anas had alleged that he had killed Ahmed Swali. Uh, the court said that the hypothetical reader would have read about the notorious case involving the murder of the former member of parliament, uh, Mr. Boache Danko, and would be aware that the trial of the suspect does not include Anas Arumi Anas. And the allegation made by Kennedy Japan could that not succeed in actually defaming the plaintiff. On the allegation of land grabbing, uh, the court said it also could equally not succeed in defaming him because he had made reference and cited the court judgment which the court said was consistent with it. Uh, the other issue that is worth talking about very briefly is the video uh, that was the court relied on. I mean, it's a video that uh, Mr. Japan made available to the court. It was published before the documentary, Who Watches the Watchman? And in that particular video, according to the court analysis, uh, there was a, it was a thing that concluded first and foremost whether Anas was indeed in the video or not. But the court said that it appeared the witness statements and cross-examination of Anas's attorney, the person who represented him in this particular matter in court, it appeared that in one breath they were claiming that he was the one in the video and in another breath he was claiming he wasn't the one. But eventually the court took the view that it appears the content of that video and the commentary indeed led you to believe that he was the one in that particular uh, video. And so it's a video where the court says that uh, he's had one in an engagement with a prosecutor where uh, his team had I explained that it was a case of a pre-trial discussion, a pre-trial conference. The court said that discussions were had about uh, some bribe that had been paid and the prosecutor had asked uh, how much had been transferred to her and uh, how much again was, it was said that some amount was paid to a senior police officer as well. And so that is that video that the court made a commentary about in the event that uh, the court saying that it amounts to a self-confession. But then again, the judge went on to uh, engage in what some uh, lawyers and jurists will call obiter, making comments which the court itself knew that it was not a case of making specific rules of law, specific rules of law, on, but commentary that it was making anyways. And it bordered on the practice of journalism. And reference was made to the CNN and the BBC as to whether it will employ the services of someone to engage in what the judge says targeting of high-profile individuals with the aim of causing disaffection of them or ridiculing them in the public domain and raising questions about whether how such a motion will even be funded. He says the journalist in question is a journalist and a lawyer, and it is not sure that that risk of dollars in the quantity that you have access to in order to be engaging in such entrapment. And so if there is sponsorship, then what is the intention of the sponsors? And if the target is the president, for instance, it could mean that it could be um, triggered by individuals who do not like the president or contested against him and lost and will be make available funds for it to be used 
in such a manner just to cause public disaffection. And so in some way, that is what the decision was about. Evan. Interesting, Joseph. Thank you very much. And that last bit, Joseph, describes the, the judges bringing in the work of CNN, etc. It, it, it lays out serious implications for our practice. And now that it's the judgment of the court, anybody can cite it. Uh, thankfully, I have Nick Papa with me on the phone. Uh, Ni, uh, so you are a, a, a lawyer. Um, and I know you, if I'm not mistaken, you represented uh, a, one of the judges who was exposed. I Four of them. Four of them uh, who yeah. were caught up in one of uh, Anas's investiga investigations yeah. in the past. So f first tell me, where do you stand on, on this debate on the back of the of the judgment? So, um, oh, your name again. I always... Evans. Evans. Evans, okay. Yeah. Evans. The question, you see, so that we are guided in this our discussion. Um, are we are we going to be strictly looking at the judgment, or are we then are we also allowed to express our personal opinions alongside the judgment, so that I'm careful when I'm expressing my personal opinion and when I am dealing or critiquing the judgment? Because in, in fact, because this is going to connect, you are you are allowed to take it where where your convictions lay. Okay, excellent. So let's take it from there, because you see. There's been a lot of commentary on this particular judgment based on matters that are not dealing with the issues at stake in the judgment. You understand? And it is quite unfair if you are analyzing a judgment when you don't take the issues that were before the court and how the court went about dealing with or resolving each particular issue. Because you see, Parties go to court with their claims. The court sets down issues for determination. So matters that are not in controversy, the court will not bother itself. Okay? It is normally after the court has finished evaluating the evidence and applying both the evidence and the facts that the court that the court comes to a determination. That the court comes to a determination. And then that product is what we call the judgment, and then you go on appeal. And now normally when you are going on appeal, you are going on appeal specifically in respect of make of matters that if you are appealant in your Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. There were specific pieces of evidence that the court did not take into account when, when making a determination of what was before it. But normally the appellate court will not interfere with findings of fact, okay? except where there was a gross miscarriage of justice or where the court did not take certain vital pieces of evidence into account. Now, there has been an ongoing debate as to whether what uh, Mr. Anand's practices were what he calls investigative journalism, whether it constitutes investigative journalism or whether it constitutes entrapment. I have always been of the opinion, and I've argued it all the way the ECOWAS court of um, court of justice that what he did in respect of the um, uh, the judge's case constituted a breach of the privacy of the judges and did not fall under the exceptions that 
journalists are, you know, that there are exceptions. So that if, for example, you to, to prevent the commission of a crime, then even though your your rights may have been breached, that is your right to privacy may be breached, the court will consider it as being a necessary evil, okay, for the larger good of the society. So, in the case of the judges, for example, when we go to the court, court, the court was opinion that yes, there was a breach of privacy, but for the fact that the 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 evidence in question was being used, being used, being used, being used to um, deal with the prevention of corruption on the judiciary, they were going to make that exception. Now, if you come to this case, or also remember that Mr. Anas has been also using the the vehicle of the courts to justify his work. You understand, and he has had cases go for him and sometimes the courts may not rule entirely for him but they also say that well to some extent you've crossed the lines here or you've done a or done b but at the end of the day he has subjected his work or his work has been subjected to judicial scrutiny and when he has been victorious or when he has been held some people have suffered so for example people have lost their jobs people have been prosecuted you understand so in the same breath, he must also then be prepared that when he has, and remember, he went to court. He was the plaintiff in this particular case. He went to court. That's where you, we all need to be a bit fair to the judgment that was delivered by the court. He went to court and made specific allegations against the defendant who is a member of parliament. In essence, if you look at, and this can be found on page three of the judgment, his complaint bordered on the fact that the defendant had alleged that he was a thief, that he was an evil and dishonest person, that he's a fraudster, he's an extortionist, he's a blackmailer, he's corrupt, he corrupts public officers, he was engaged in a number of things. So in essence, he was a criminal. <laughs> now, the defendant, in his defense, said that, yes, I have said all the things that you have said, but I am justified because what I am saying is the truth. So, if that is the case, the law is that he who says that what he's saying is the truth, that is Mr. Kennedy Adjepon, must adduce evidence in court in support of the allegation. So, the court then set down the issues and then you see this was a case where this judge and, and if you look if you read the introductory part of the judgment he said that this judgment was a monumental one because the issues at play and the individuals in, involved meant that we had to take the time and evaluate every single piece of evidence in accordance with our judicial Standard. Yeah, Neil, I, 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 I want the other connections to come in. So I want you to land on okay. your main point on the first uh, preliminary comments, and I'll get others to come in. What, what, what would you say okay. on the back so, of the controversy see, as it relates this, to his and practice? And the major evidence, and that's what I wanted to focus on, that's one of the things your journalist also stated. There was one crucial piece of evidence, which was what? The, uh, uh, the, the video uh, that announced the video on the was watch, a rehearsal. Uh, who watches the watchman? Do you understand? Critically, People don't remember that or don't take into account the finding of fact by the judge that that piece of evidence 
was actually filmed by Mr. Nas himself. That piece of evidence was not filmed by uh, Mr. Uh, uh, Kennedy Japan. Kennedy Japan. Although he procured it. Although he procured it. And the point is this. You are talking about, and one of the criticisms that uh, Mr. Um, uh, uh, Anas was putting up was the fact that he was saying that the video was uh, a combination of um, videos, you understand, and that there were voiceovers inside. I found that very funny. And the judge also made that point, that you did not bring your original copy, because if you say that that video was doctored, where was the original copy that will show that this video was doctored? Because you had a duty. You don't deny that you are the author of the video. You say it is doctored and that there were voiceovers among others. Anybody who is familiar with Anasis work knows that he also does voiceovers. And we have also, when we were dealing in cases involving him and other lawyers and other persons who also challenge the fact that those documents, and I'm, not, I'm sure if you look at from Charles Bissu to what have you, they all complain that there were voiceovers and that they are challenging the authenticity of the, of the videos. Now, in the court of law, the rules on evidence are clear. If you say that the video in question was a doctored video, where was the original? Anas has not complained that he produced an original video which was different from what was in court. And the court denied him the opportunity of playing it or putting it in evidence. Mm, so bottom line, you, you're, you're with the judge when he describes his work as investigative terrorist. Terrorism. Okay, and as a, as a lawyer, if I read the judgment based on my years of experience, I find it difficult to see any particular piece of evidence that announced sort to tender his evidence which was rejected or which was not evaluated. And I'm hoping somebody will point out to me a particular piece of evidence that he sought to tender in and the court refused him. Okay, uh, stay with me. Uh, let me bring in the other connectors uh, now. Um, and Manasseh is an investigative journalist who will come to the studio where I have two uh, views also represented. Manasseh, you, you have written on this and you say uh, judicial terrorism versus investigative uh, terrorism. Well, what did you mean? Hello? Yes, Manasseh, can you hear me? Please, if you can repeat the question. Yes, I mean, you, you wrote about this. And you, you're, you, you titled it Judicial Terrorism versus Investigative Terrorism. What did you mean? Yes, basically, I think that uh, going through the judgment, I think the judge could have done better. I think the judge went beyond uh, what he was supposed to say. And uh, with regards to specific inc the, uh, the instance I cited, that even in the process leading up to this day or a day of the judgment, we know, and it has not been disputed, that one judge was sitting on the matter. That judge was transferred. And then an interim judge was appointed to take over the case or handle until a substantive judge was appointed. Now, when a substantive judge was appointed, Kennedy Japan and his team requested that the interim judge should come back and handle the case. He did this without copying the plaintiff and his team 
And when the Chief Justice also re responded and assigned or asked that judge to go back and continue the case, the other side didn't know about it. And if you look at proceedings, the judge said that Anas and his team ought to have known about what was happening, both the petition and the Chief Justice's response. So in the first place... Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este... Comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. That I want a particular judge to come back and continue the case. And then at the end of the day, my wish is granted without the other party knowing. The other party only got to know when they went to court and the judge uh, was there. Uh, Evan, can I have a quick bite at this particular? Uh, no, 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 not yet. Not yet. Let me just hold on because oh, I don't know if I want to. I know I want others to have their bike then we'll come we'll come back around I want to be a debate but let everybody else have a quick say first Manasseh some have justified it some have justified it it is done but uh, there is this uh, axiom in law I'm not a lawyer but we all know when lawyers say that justice should not only be done but it must be seen to be done yeah, so let me address and, uh, Ivan just just hold on for me stay on make a note and we'll come back to that the matter i read it and what i understand the judge saying is that because the the alleged murderer suspect has already been arrested and then it is out there in the public a hypothetical reader would know that it isn't Anas who committed a murder. So that cannot be said to be defamatory. And I'm arguing that if you go out there, even though someone has been arrested in relation to that murder, there is overwhelming public opinion that the so-called sexy Dundon who goes to court and sometimes they report very funny things, did not ask him. So for me, I do not agree with the judge. On that score. So these and others are some of the issues I raised in that article I wrote today. That I think, reading through the judgment, a few things could have been done or said better. And if you look at that evidence, that piece of evidence that they are talking about, when I watched uh, Who Watches the Watchmen, I realized that some of the videos were indeed up. And the, there are questions about it. At the time, when I made some arguments in some quarters, as he argued, uh, some people said that, well, Anas does it to people. So if Kennedy Japan also does it to him, then it is a fair deal because he also does voiceovers and doctors and all of that. But I felt that in the court of law, I think that video could have been interrogated further. And I don't know whose responsibility it was to produce the original. Uh, uh, in, in this case, from what I understand, it was a Nazis because he challenged. Exactly. It. 
So Anas no. should have provided, and when, he was when, uh, he when, didn't deny when, that he when, should in shot the him. Past, when Anas went to court, when Anas went to court, and then the people challenged, Anas was asked to produce the original videos in the past. So if Anas records Charles Bissell, and Charles Bissell goes to court and said, this is doctored, the responsibility is on the one who tended in that video to go and bring the original one. No, it's not I don't think That is not correct. Somebody, I don't think the court would tell Charles Bissell to go and bring the original one. No. In this case, there is a bit of a nuance or difference because Anas is alleged to have recorded this video. But now that the video is in the custody of someone else, it is possible that a video could have been uh, lost or stolen. I am not saying that's what happened, but these are possibilities. I joy my, uh, my, my, my hard drive ever got lost when I was working there. So if someone takes that video and does anything to it, and it goes to court, and the court wants me to go and produce the original video, that will not be fair because I have Ow. lost the video, even though I recorded it. So all of these are possibilities. So we shouldn't just say that, well, because he recorded it, it is his responsibility to bring the original if he doubted it. Because if I should record you, Evans, or if we should go to court, and then you, Evans, challenge the video, the court will not say who whoever challenges the video should bring the original one. So I want us to open up the discussion so that it doesn't uh, seem like, okay, because A did this, he must do this or that. But generally, I think I have also listened to, I'm not a lawyer, I've listened and read from some lawyers, and they feel that there is something a bit wrong with that judgment. Okay, uh, so two views they expressed about this case. Um, I want to come to the studio, uh, taking it slightly away from the legal matters, and come to the implications really and francisca um I, so when you first saw it when you first saw the judgment what, what hit you because you are an investigative journalist yourself i, I want to understand the thought processes that went through as you started reading around what was happening to anas i was shocked okay and confused <laughs> why you know it each part i read at every point i get more confused because i wasn't getting how some comments were being made in relation to the defamatory suit because going into the person's mode of operation how the person does his work and then how some tips end up not coming out in final documentaries pertaining to a defamatory suit i i just didn't get how that was relating and so at a point i got confused as to how the the, the ruling ended up in that manner and, and it, it was quite disappointing. I think some of these things, maybe we need to have a serious public discourse on it. Because with investigative journalism, it seems a lot of people are, under, are misunderstanding how we work and why um, some tapes they expect to see in documentaries end up not appearing in the final documentary. Possibly because if an investigative journalist investigates a number of people at the end of the day, before the, the documentary comes out, definitely we are required by law to give everybody involved in our, our investigative reports fair hearing. So definitely, after our investigation, we've, the person will contact a couple of people who are involved in the, in, the, in the findings for response. And so possibly, once you know that 
you were contacted by this particular investigative uh, journalist on a particular issue he, he or she had investigated, and you were asked to respond. And so you are expecting to see yourself, or even if not you, but someone you know has told you that this investigative journalist has contacted me over an investigation he's done, and it involves me. And simply because that friend has told you that, and you were expecting to see that friend in the final documentary, and the documentary comes and that friend is not in it, you assume that the person has been bribed or to, to, to cut that part of the story out of it. The fact that we investigated six institutions and contacted six people to interview them does not mean that the, the, the moment we bring out the documentary, you should see all six institutions or six persons interviewed in the documentary. We have basis, different reasons why we drop some tips when we are producing our documentaries. I don't think there's any investigative journalist in the world who has ever done an investigation, and at the end of the day, the documentary comes out and every single tip was published. Because let's be fair, if an investigative journalist investigates something for three years, continuously for three years, you know, the, 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 the size of the tips captured within these three years, Obviously, when you are producing a documentary, you can't have all that tape in the documentary because you can't even have uh, up to one hour long documentary. In this very case, there is a certain Baba Tunde who exactly. um, is, is head in the video. I mean, I think somebody said in the video, I think a nurse said in one of the videos suggesting that he had brought him $100,000. Exactly. The judge then does an analysis and says, um, because the Baba Tunde wasn't in the final product, it sort of then makes the point that it's true that the allegation of, of bribery is, has, has actually occurred. That's, that's not accurate. Just as I, I don't have that legal knowledge to, to make conclusive statements about the work of the judge, I think he shouldn't also make conclusive statements about investigative journalism because clearly he doesn't understand our practice. The fact that the final tip didn't have Babatunde in it doesn't mean Babatunde paid for his tape to be cut out. So many reasons goes into the decision for an investigative journalist to sit down and watch all his tapes and decide, okay, let me cut this out. Let me bring this. Let me leave this out. So many reasons goes into it. But that doesn't change your view if you uh, pay attention to the judge's reason for that conclusion being that in this video, mm -hmm. Anas had himself allegedly saying, that this Babatunde had, um, quote, bought him with $100,000. And then the judge says, I didn't see Babatunde in the final product. So then that comment in the video is, is proven. So, you know, there are some instances where you can actually go and investigate something. And during your investigation, you set out your gadgets and all that. And you can go, come back home. You know a particular event took place, mm. which you can perfectly narrate. But then you go home, you put your gadget, you connect your gadget to, to uh, gather your tips, you realize you don't have the tip. We have gadget failures sometimes. So it is possible that an, an, a particular event took place, which you can categorically speak to, because it's a fact, it took place. But then it is likely that your, 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 your gadgets failed you, you could not capture a video. But that doesn't mean that that event didn't happen. Okay. But that's an investigative journalist view there. Let, let, let me bring in. Let me bring in uh, worship. W worship. So I know you've, you've sat quietly listening to the debate. Mm. It's quite a, a, an intense one. Well, where do you stand on this? Well, I think that um, I agree with many when they say that this 
case is a rather sensitive one involving um, personalities who have varied reputations and popularity. And I am a bit worried that we are rather simplifying it to make it look like, you know, there's um, some sort of ganging up against Anas in this process. Just like me mentioned, there's been a few other court instances where Anas himself has benefited from the ruling of the court. And so we should always be on that, you know, premise that the court is actually the final impartial arbiter of justice. Now, I, I would want to respond um, swiftly with um, Francisca's issue and then I'll continue to yeah. that Manasi. You know, the, there's, there's a difference between an orbiter dictum, right, and then the ratio decedenda. Normally in court, the passing comments that do not directly relate to the case, that the judge would make um, in the process of elaborating on the case are called orbiter dictums and they are not Hold, they are not held within the court's ruling, so they do not form part of the principal ruling of the court. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir. Nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. The ratio dissidenta would directly be the principles of law that a judge will make in support of the explanations that he has given. And we we'll need to really pay attention to the case actually in court and what transpired than moving away from court to talk about things that perhaps were not in court. And as, as a lawyer himself, and he's a, he's a journalist, he places him within, you know, the center of the two issues that are happening. And he is aware that in civil suits, the primary, bed, the primary you know, uh, burden of proof always rests on the person who is making a vehement to provide evidences in support of that vehement that they are reasonable beyond doubt. And once you provide that su sufficient evidence, then that, you know, um, burden moves away to the defendant to also provide evidence in rebuttal. These are captured within under Section 14 of the Act 3, I mean, 323, and then Section 10.2. And so if Manasseh makes the argument that um, because Kennedy brought the video and then Anas did not, you know, respond to it in any form or provide the original video, the burden is not on him, then it's wrong. If Kennedy has been able to provide that bedding, it shifts from him to you to also provide so that a ruling will not be made against you. And if indeed you agree that you are in the video and it was a rehearsal, you've admitted to the scenes inside there, then the bedding is on you to actually prov prove that indeed this was a rehearsal. And so this cannot form part. These are two separate videos. They're mutually exclusive. But if you don't provide a reason and you don't provide the actual video, then the judge will find that particular exhibit authentic. Mm. That, that is really the, the premise of the, uh, the argument. If somebody says that Evans has done this and I bring a video in support of that and Evans says that, no, this was something, with, it was a funny comment, then it would rest on Evans to actually, you know, provide. So it's not really about I have shot a video and there's a certain part I decide to bring out or not. This is something that has been tended in by the defendant as evidence to why he made those statements as basis of justification. 
So you'd have to actually provide it, like I'm saying, under the two sections, the onus of the, bed, the, the primary burden of proof will shift from him to you. And you'd realize that a judge found that the other exhibits, you know, KO2, KO3, KO4, he says that were fair comments because once there's been a decision on the actual murder case and there's been a culprit found, then we cannot really, you know, die you know, assess the impact. Then the right-thinking members of society will assume that it can be you. It can be you. That, that it can be you. And, that, and you see, the judge is a trial of fact. The judge that has that discretion, looking at all the facts laid before <laughs> him, to say that, okay, these ones indeed ha go a long way to damage the reputation of you. Assuming that there had not been a decision, and we've not found, we've not reached a final conclusion on who the, med the murderer is, then <laughs> we can sustain the argument that in the absence of that, then that statement was defamatory because we still don't know who did it. It means that there could be a probability. People will start looking at you and us rather as the murderer when the case is actually in court. But he has not been sentenced. But there's been a conclusion. Once it, there's been a conclusion, he and us himself cannot be, you know, a victim of that defamatory statement. Th those are the arguments in court. No. And, and, and you'd realize that, you'd realize that, you'd realize that, there were a few questions that the, the judge asked. Francisca, you disagree? Uh, I disagree. So why? Uh, let me just hear. Why? But until he's proven guilty, has, has the guy been proven guilty? He's not been proven guilty. As you speak, he, he's still a suspect in the case. And so if somebody makes an allegation that I murdered the man, if, I murdered, if somebody makes an allegation that I murdered J.B. Damkwa, although there's somebody in custody, that person has not been found guilty yet. It means it is likely that I also have a hand in it. Mm. So you can't say that simply because somebody is in custody over mm. a murder, mm. an accusation leveled against me about the same murder mm. can't be injurious to me. Mm. That's not a fair statement. Mm. Well, you, you see, Evans, you see, Evans, we, we need to take the statements of the judge. Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. In light of the analysis that he made, that the defendant in question indicated that I made these particular statements prior to this particular case. And the judge is making the analysis, making the assessment that that particular case actually has beyond a primary suspect in custody, beyond a primary suspect. And because we have a beyond a primary suspect, we would need to move away from actually weighing and balancing the impact of the, of the defamation that you sought. I mean, you sought to claim that you're a victim of. That, that is it. I mean, weighing and balancing the, the impact of the defamatory is what we are looking at. And, 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 and you should be, you should be um, very, much, very much worried about the, prior, I mean, the primary incidents in court so that, like I'm saying, we're not drift away and then be talking about any other thing that may, may not really be relating directly to why. I agree that some of the statements um, of the judge may have carried, you know, wild emotions and may sort of, you know, appear as though there was a manhunt in the whole case. Mm -hmm. but, 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 but those are not actually contained in the principal ruling. That's what I'm saying. I, 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 get, I get to the extension you're trying to make. So, so like, I want to have move this conversation. I, we've talked about the legalities of it. It's, it's okay. But uh, let's have the, let's talk about the implication of the judgment, really. Um, and, and, and Francis, I want to come to you on this. If you read the judgment, the judgment 
serious you know pronouncements about the practice of and analysis approach right where he gives out money and people are you know and the, i read it and there's, a, there's a verdict that he he sort of delivers that says that practice is i think it's you know it, it says it's bribery <laughs> you know and analysis himself has engaged in bribery you, you saw that right you saw that in it. you have, you, you have yeah. read that part yeah, yeah yeah i read that part yeah I mean, so that in itself, mm. the data is actually already saying that that way of doing investigative journalism mm. is wrong, right? Yeah. You, you are a lawyer. You tell me mm. this. Can this then have a long-lasting implication of the way journalists have done this, mm -hmm. this uses practice for a long time mm -hmm. elsewhere in the, in the mm -hmm. world? Is this a, a definite pronouncement on whether or not that then becomes mm -hmm. one that you can practice mm -hmm. any long for a journalist going forward? Can somebody go inside that and say, mm -hmm. if some, if say Francisca tomorrow decides to use that? mode to you know get information mm -hmm. how will this ju judgment affect her, her work well i agree that it's it sets a precedent that has a a heavier in you know implication on the duties and then the work of journalists but i mean that's a relative precedent that's a relative precedent the argument in the court of public opinion really is that that it's a 50 50 thing that could be truly the instance that the victims in this situation were entrapped. There could be also an instance that these victims in the situations were actually not entrapped, but they are actually culprits of the situation. So, I mean, we, we, we would not necessarily have to look at it that it is fully impeding the progress of the work of journalists. It would rather mean that in the course of their work, in the course of their jurisdiction, they would need to, you know, um, ensure that they are work is sufficient enough so that people would not have, you know, people would not be skeptical about the things they are doing because this is really not the first time that people have been so much worried about the modus operandi of an ass. It's not been the first time. It will not be the last. It's always been happening and then people are worried. You know, people that are not even journalists are worried about it. That really, I mean, you, you put a, a cheese in front of <laughs> a, a rat and then you expect that it wouldn't bite it. It's, it's, a, it's a different thing altogether. So do you, do you so see this judgment then as a definite pronouncement of a court now that that way of doing investigative journalism is illegal? Well, it, it, I it, mean... Is that, is mm. cons can, that can, can you have a reasonable interpretation of that to mean that? I mean, pursuant to the principle of steady access, when a higher court... You know, um, like the high courts, Supreme Courts make a judgment, normally becomes, you know, binding on the lower courts to, to follow. Then again, I mean, this is issue of defamatory, and then it would definitely re come back to the higher court. And so it, no, may, no, be no, resting, it may be resting. No, 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 forget about <laughs> We have not gone there yet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This is the judgment mm -hmm. in front of us. That's what mm -hmm. we are working with today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm just asking you, uh -huh. from the judgment, uh -huh. the judge's pronouncements mm -hmm. on, the pr on the practice of uh -huh. the uh -huh. analysis uh -huh. procedure, uh -huh. as of today, yeah. Does it deliver a mm. verdict on mm -hmm. the legality or otherwise of that of that mm. procedure, of that mode of mm -hmm. gathering information through his work? It does, but not absolutely. It may be a basis for referral, no, no, no. for reference. I mean, okay, exactly. Yes, it may be basis for reference, but it's not absolute. That once it's been decided this way, that the, the next court that will sit on it would no, no, no. I get it. I just forget about the next yeah. court. Bit. I'm talking yeah. about as it, it hasn't mm -hmm. been appealed, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah I mean, yes, with yes, what we have not, today. Not, so as yeah. of today, yeah. Yeah. if yeah. a, a if mm -hmm. she decides mm -hmm. to come and bribe me as a public officer <laughs> and films me mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I go to court mm -hmm. and I cite this one because mm -hmm. he hasn't been set aside mm -hmm. yet, mm -hmm. that practice, there's a huge question exactly. legally around it now. I agree with you. What do you say to that? I agree with you. 
Evans, when we are working on investigative reports, if it has to do with an individual, we profile you. We, we do profile you. And if it is money that I, I, I have to use before I can get to you and get the evidence that I need, it means the profiling has proven that getting access to you is through money. You can profile somebody and getting access to the person is through women. You can do that. And so when I profile you and the, my, the only way I can get through to you is money, it's been confirmed. So many people have testified that you, you are corrupt. When I give you money, I'll get you. Investigative journalism is expensive. So then I, I, is the judge then trying to imply that money shouldn't be involved in investigative journalism anymore? First of all, whether you say you've been induced or entrapped, whatever it is, it's relative. It's, it's based on what you see as entrapment. Well, yeah. But then when you are, you are saying that you've been entrapped, were, were your hands lifted to accept the entrapment? Were, were you held to the ground to accept the entrapment? If you are not corrupt and somebody mm. is, is bribing you, you will not accept it. Mm. You will not accept it. And so when somebody comes, because I'm investigating something, I learned you take bribe to offer this service. And I come and give you the bribe to get the service. Mm. How do we call it entrapment? So it's, it's relative. Mm. But then the, in the next shell is if you are not corrupt and I profile you and I get to know I can only have access to you through money. And I bring the money and you tell me, get out of my office. Why are you trying to bribe me? <laughs> what happens then? No, that's an interesting <laughs> point. I mean, but, but the judge makes a point, and I think uh, Blay makes the point that, so what if the motive for doing that, because every human being, we, everybody has your flaw, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So you're saying you've identified my flaw, mm -hmm. and you're coming to deliberately uh, you know, to that. give me the thing that you now have established. Every human being has you do, everybody. So I find you... Isn't there something a bit... Investigative journalists don't just get up and walk to Evans. I'm going to bribe Evans. There should be a lead. Okay. You should have established a hypothesis before you set out. Like a judge who you had... Exactly. Been, you know, it is because some people have come to you to tell you... Of justice I had a case, this judge was in charge of it, and at the end of the day, I don't have money. I realize the other person is rich, and I understand the person went to meet the judge, gave the judge money, and then the ruling went in favor of the person. We have such things to set a hypothesis before we set out to investigate. We don't just sit down and then look at you and say, you are too handsome, let me bring money and come in and trap you. <laughs> there should be a basis okay, to set Very off. interesting. Manasseh, let me quickly come to you, and I'll come to Neo, so I know he's been dying to say a lot. Manasseh, quickly, on, on, that, on the implications of this, I know you've read it. You are an investigative journalist as well. You read this. Does it encumber your work, or you think you, you're still free on the back of this to do it as you please? Not at all. And in this regard, I would want to disagree slightly with Francesca. In a sense, in this work, I think if beyond the judgment, we investigative journalists should also accept this, this scrutiny as something positive so that we clean how we do our work and revise. I do not think that the judge talks about any exchange of money at all. Okay? And it isn't correct to say that because you have not forced the person to take the money, it cannot be said to be entrapment. Let me use an example. 
Anas did a fantastic job on uh, biscuit contaminated flour that was used to produce biscuits. In this case, he went and observed and captured the evidence. If he had put the maggots in the flour and then waited to see whether the company would still go ahead and use it to produce. If the company went ahead and used it to produce and he recorded it as evidence, that in my view would have been wrong, even if the company was not supposed to have done that. I'm saying this because money hands is not enough proof that someone is corrupt. I have told our reporters that when you are doing an investigation and money has to change hands, never, never hand over money until it is demanded. And in the recording, it must that show clearly the call has been put on hold. Your call has been put on hold. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.